0: without further ado another huge international act onto the east coast radio top 40 a warm welcome to dean lewis hello how you going thanks for having me oh thanks for being a part of the show now look a couple days ago you posted on your instagram and you said belgium i'm bringing my guitar into brussels anyone can come let's chat i'm going to play some songs let's take some photos was this off the cuff or was this pre-planned
1: oh we actually we extended the trip i was supposed to be in belgium for one day and we just said we were so tired from all the radio promo like let's just stay another night and then i I, I've been saying to my team, I was like, can we please do like a in the park thing? But we decided in the moment. So we were like, okay, tomorrow let's do it at 11 a.m. And it was the morning on a Tuesday and I was so nervous. No, I, I honestly was like, "Manager, what if no one comes? Like honestly, what if no one comes? And there was like a hundred people that came um, and we videotaped it and posted it. Um, that came and they're all singing along and they're all, I remember like it was in this big like hall and I'm standing there and they're all walking over and I was like, Are "They." I didn't actually know if they were there for me or if like they were just like, so it was, it was so cool, man. It was just, because um, you can kind of feel like you've, have people forgotten me? And I think a lot of artists are feeling this in like the two years of COVID. You kind of think, you know, um, yeah, like if people, do, do people still remember me? And then it's like, oh, wait, yes, they do. And they're coming and they're singing along and it's it's exciting. It feels like things are heating up again.
0: Bit of a goosebump moment when it's so personal like that and they've come out to see you unexpected, right?
1: It's really cool. It's, you know, um, yeah, seeing the faces and like actually connecting again after so long. It's really special for sure.
0: Now, look, as a young boy, you were a paper boy at one stage of your life you worked at mcdonald's as well as a sound operator in film now you're this mega superstar with billions and billions of streams online so what i want to know is this through your journey what's been the one thing that's kept you humble and grounded
1: that's really cool. Look, I always think there's two kinds of people, you know, like there's the people that think they're amazing at everything. You know what I mean? They just have that confidence. And then there's the people who kind of think like you need other people around you to tell you you can do this. And I've always been in that kind of thing. I was like, if, if, if I released a song and everyone said it sucked, I would probably have been like, oh, okay, well, I, I'll try something else. You know what I mean? But, you know, I'd lived my life. So I was 26, I think, when I got a record deal. You know, I started so late. So I think I'd lived my life as a sound guy with a boom. So, I, you know, everyone had treated me as such and I'd been on shoots where people wouldn't talk to me you know I'd be like holding the boom up and then like you know Katy Perry's being interviewed and you know you're you're trying to hold the boom and then someone would come in and be like Katy would you like a water totally fine but like no one you know you're used to being the invisible man so I lived my life like that so I think that maybe if I got signed at 17 or 18 I'd be like oh and I'm the man. But I always was, I, I don't have that in me. So I think when things are happening, I've always just been super excited and can't believe it's happening. You know what I mean? So I think I've just always retained that because I lived a life before this. I was, you know, I thought I didn't know this was going to happen. So um, I think that's always kept me kind of much more grounded. And I know it can go away in a second too. Was there also an influence from your parents in this regard as well? Oh, for sure. My parent, like, I think I was always, you know, like getting really deep. But like, you know, when I do stuff, it was never like, um, it was, it was, I was never like, you know, you. You can do anything it was like no you work your ass off and you 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 know you have a you have a backup job because it's probably not going to work out for you you know what i mean so like i I was never like told oh dean you're the best at everything you do you know um which a lot of people have but my parents were great and they just they just really taught me the hard truth of life but that definitely helped
0: (laughs) yeah sounds like good parenting in 2018 you were asked in an interview who your dream collab would be and you answered with noel gallagher in 2021 is it still noel gallagher
1: Oh my god, no way. He would he would oh my god, he'd just wreck me. Like he would just, you know, he's so funny and he would just like he'd just mock me so hardcore. Um I'd love to meet him though even though he would he would rip into my music. But um the dream collab this time, I've been saying this for a while, Zoe Wees. Oh, yeah. I think she's amazing from Germany. I'd love to do something with her. But I'm not I'm also not like a big collaboration guy. I did one with Martin Garrix which I love. Um yes. but I'm I'm not really, you know, I think sometimes it can water down what you're doing. So I try yes. to, you know, like with my new album it's just, just me again. And then, but maybe after the album, I do one in between this album and the next one. So, but Zoe Weeks would be awesome. And I love
0: that. And I think that's what makes your music so personal. It's authentically you, you know? So, your smash hit, Be All Right, 11 times platinum, Waves, 8 times platinum. If the world could only hear just one of your songs, which one would you want them to hear and why? Out of those two? No, out of all of your music?
1: Oh, um, God, which one? Um, You know, probably Waves because, you know, Waves is such a weird, it's the first song I ever released and I didn't really know what I was doing when I wrote it. And it's such a weird structure that I, I'm glad that I knew less because if I knew what I know now about songwriting, I would probably have simplified it and wouldn't have all these weird chords and movements. Like it's so interesting and unique. And it comes from this deep thing of like, you know, I wrote that feeling like the excitement of youth was going and I was wondering if that feeling was was ever going to come back again. And so, in a weird way, that song created all this excitement in my life and I was able to be like, oh, cool, now I'm touring the world. What the hell's going on? So I would say that song is just, a great representation of probably the best, some of the best songwriting I've ever done. And it was at a time when I had no idea what I was doing, which is kind of like the, uh, one, of those, uh, one of those weird weird things I think happens to people, but um, probably that one waves. Now
0: your new song looks like me, which we absolutely love. And it's launching on the East Coast Radio Top 40 today, by the way. Oh, I'm thank to, you. No, we love it. I'm led to believe that it was inspired by an ex who was hanging out with a bloke that looked like you. If this is correct, how did that make you feel?
1: Well, it is true. Um, So actually it's kind of, I'll answer your question. Horrible. It was it was kind of shit, but it was it's too good of a situation to not put in a song. So you know when Be Alright was blown up, I kind of had and I was on the road, created this. We had this like friendship and um, with this girl, and you know it kind of developed over time. And because I was on the road so much, you don't really have time to really you know get to know someone. So me and her, we just like she was my connection to, to and grounding. And um, but what what kind of happened was I realized that when I'd get too close, she'd kind of pull away, and then when I'd kind of go okay this isn't happening, she'd kind of come back into my life. And so I wrote the song about her and all these little situations that happened in our relationship, like that conversation when she told me she was hanging out with a guy who looked like me. And then I also write about in the second verse how I'm walking down Sunset Boulevard with my with my feelings on repeat because I have to be right and the touring I was living in the Andes Hotel on Sunset Boulevard for three months. And I'd walk down Sunset Boulevard at night with my headphones on listening to the demos I'd done that day at like 10pm and just go for a walk. And so I put all these little things in the song. And so it's very genuine and very real. But under this really catchy beat that I've never done before, my music's usually very sad and piano like you know very simple and this one's really like just got this groove and all my friends would dance to it so um i'm really excited about it and seeing the reactions been amazing because so i've put out a few songs now and i know i know when the reaction good and i can feel it and it's exciting i love that now look i'm willing to put my house on
0: this my car everything i own that this bloke and his hair is nothing compared to yours even <laughs> though you look like you am i right <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i never i never knew what he uh, who he actually was but he, i bet I, yeah, I wonder what i didn't even ask what part looked Look like me like it might have been hopefully it was it was yeah I, I better he no the hair wouldn't have been as good right I mean, but this hair, right? Sometimes you have a good hair day and then sometimes it's horrible. Having long hair, is, it's, not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. See, you you can get away with short hair. Yeah. If I cut my yeah. hair and it was short, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be doing gigs. No one would be coming. You know what I mean? Because this actually makes me look okay. I look okay with medium length hair. I
0: used to have long, long hair back in the day down to my shoulders. I miss it, man. So I'm so jealous of yours. I really am. <laughs> so tell me, on a bit of a personal note relating to your song, could you ever date someone that looks like your ex?
1: Yeah, I think I keep going for the same kind of look, you know what I mean, like, uh, for sure. Uh, (laughs) Just that same kind of look, man, 100%. Okay,
0: so you're in London at the moment and you're about to kick off your European tour. I think you start on the 15th, yeah? Yes, yes. What is the tour looking like? Which places are you going to? And what does the
1: future hold for you going forward? Yeah, look, it's a weird little, like, acoustic pop-up show kind of thing. Like, it was just something we really decided, like, a month ago. I was like, I just want to get out and get on my acoustic, on my piano, on my acoustic guitar, on my own, and just play some shows to kind of just get, this, I was like begging my managers, get me into small venues and just let me play again. And so it's really just going through Europe. And then I think we're, you know, going back to America next year to do another couple. But I think in like mid next year, or a little bit earlier, we're doing like the big tour again with the full band and much bigger venues. But it's just exciting to go and see people's reactions and to play again. Like it's just, it's been so long and I didn't think, I had times where I thought, was that it? Is it going to come back again? And to to see people's faces, like I played a show in New York two weeks ago, the first one in two years. And it was surreal, man. People singing along. and uh, But it's really just me on my piano, just trying to create excitement again, which is really cool.
0: That's incredible. Now, when things
1: open up, is South Africa on your trajectory? Yeah, yeah. I was saying before, like I... I know everyone says, you know, I want to come, but I get a disproportionate amount of messages from people in South Africa it's all the time in the comments and DMs. I get a lot of messages from Thailand. and I don't get a lot of messages from some places, but so much from there. So we are, I am going to come over 100%. I was talking to my manager about it like yesterday. So um, there's nothing on there yet, but we're talking about it. So I can't wait to come. What's the first thing that goes through your head
0: when you think South Africa?
1: South Africa, um, probably like yeah, I mean, definitely. Ha- how's it, bro? Um, cricket, rugby. Um probably watching the rugby. You know, ten years ago when I'm with mum and dad on a Friday night, and we're watching the bo- Springboks play. And that guy was named Burger. Burger with the long blonde hair. I remember yeah, playing. Yeah. <laughs> Burger playing. I hated Burger. About you know, I remember going oh. He's- he was such a dodgy player, you know what I mean? But, um... It but you sure wasn't in the influence of his, of his head, you know? Ah, that's right, that's where I got, that's where I got the inspiration from. But, um, <laughs> he had great hair, man. But I just remember, like, yeah, that's what I think of. And I think of that kind of friendly rivalry. There's a real kind of thing, like, it's weird, isn't it? Because we, we're not... I mean, I guess we are sort of close, but, you know, Australia and New Zealand, we have that because we're right there. Like, America yeah. and Canada. But I think we have a yeah. weird kind of, like, love-hate relationship with you guys um, as you do with us. And, uh, yeah, but I love South African. I love South Africans and we're so similar. We've
0: got nothing but love for Australians. I promise you. So on the show yesterday with Ziggy Alberts, we had a little bit of fun and we gave him South African expressions. So I'd love to do the same for you. And you probably have an advantage here because you have a lot of South African mates and you've been exposed to a lot of South Africans in Australia. So I'm just going to give you a few words, a few expressions and see if you know them.
1: Yes. Yes. So, oh, yeah, so you say one... the word and then I'll guess at what it is in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, correct, yeah. Perfect. okay perfect. do you know what load shedding is? Load shedding? Yeah. Is that like taking stuff out of a truck? I wish it
0: was. So basically, it's the organization that runs the electricity in South Africa. Oh, and sh- they. And they, they turn our lights off when they feel like it because they don't do a good job of running the electricity in our country. So every now and then, they'll just turn the lights off for two hours.
1: Okay, you know, it's fine. I should know that because someone told me that like an hour ago. But that is, oh, by the way, insane that that happens. Like, what? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah,
0: it is crazy. Uh, it's, we can't get used to it. Okay, next one. And I, I think you might know this one. What a jaw. Say it again? What a jaw. What a jaw. What a jaw. What a jaw. Is it like, what a joy, what a joy to be here? Yeah, basically. So it's like saying, what a party, like, what an amazing time. So that's what people will say when they watch you in concert. they say, what a jaw. J-O-L, what a
1: jaw, man. Oh, jaw, jaw, God, great, great, great. Okay, that's one, yeah. that's one from two, I like that. Yep, that's awesome. Uh, a braai, let's go have a braai. I have a beer, 100%, a braai. Uh, yours is a barbecue. Oh, okay. Have a bra as a barbecue. And you, say, and you guys will say, "Let's." You guys say, "Let's have a bri That's how you actually say it to each other. Exactly. Oh, I love it. I love <laughs> <it>. Exactly. <laughs> okay.
0: Last one for you. And this is really famous in South Africa. When something goes wrong or something happens, and you just go, "Aish, aish." Oh, it's like I can't swear. Um. Screw it? Yeah, it can be screw it or oh my gosh. So it's kind of the same thing depending on the context, yeah.
1: Hey, I'm terrible terrible with South Africa. How do you say, hello, South Africa? Uh, How's it, South Africa? How's it, how's it, how's it? it? Yes, okay. So if I was doing a gig in South Africa, I'd just say, how's it, how's it, South Africa? How you guys doing? Exactly, they'll go
0: crazy. Now, the one thing you need to watch out for is someone saying, okay, I'll see you now now, or I'll see you just now. Because in South Africa, just now can be
1: anything from ten minutes to four hours. <laughs> oh, really? Just now means like I'll see you soon. Is that what it means? Like exactly, right, right, right. But you think we'd think now meant like right now. So, so when
0: a South African says, "Okay, look, I'll see you just now." It's not now. It's like It could be anything
1: from 10 minutes to two hours to three gotcha, hours. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. That's a good save, thank you for that one. That's that's actually super handy.
0: So when you come to Durban or Joburg or Cape Town, we've got you back and you're sorted and you're ready to go on stage, but just not when the manager says, all right, uh, Dean, You're going to be on stage just now. That doesn't mean like right now. Okay,
1: don't get up. (laughs) Stay on the couch. I get it. I love
0: it. Have a few more beers backstage. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Dean, honestly, this has been such a privilege. A massive fan of your work. And when I mentioned to my girlfriend's daughter that I was chatting to Dean Lewis today, the first thing she said was, oh my gosh, I follow him on TikTok. So the last question
1: is, what's the better platform for you? Instagram or TikTok? Great question. Um, So I post a lot more on TikTok, but my Instagram is like kind of consider like my really hard hardcore fans. So I'll post like what I'm up to, what I'm doing, but I post a lot of like dumb videos on my TikTok. So I'd say it's probably TikTok I'm putting more attention on lately. So uh, that's probably the place you want to find
0: Yeah, TikTok, I need to be more savvy on that platform. Look, Dean, it's been a joel. It's been a joel. It's been a joel, Danny. (laughs) Look, it really has been incredible having you on the show. You're so humble, so talented. It's been a real honor. Without further ado, please can you introduce your brand new song, Looks Like Me, onto the East Coast Radio Top 40.
1: How's it, South Africa? My name's Dean Lewis, and this is my song, Looks Like Me, on East Coast Radio. Hey, this is Dean Lewis, and you're listening to Danny Gazelli on the East Coast Radio's Top 40.